Before we get the podcast started, I just want to let you know that there is a massive Gym Shark sale happening on June 7th. I only do two of these a year. It's happening at 7 o'clock on June 7th. If you click on our link in the description below, all of the information will be there. When you do click on our link, it will track that you are one of our guys. So that actually helps the podcast. Appreciate all of you, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. What was your first memory of Floyd Mayweather? I was seven, and I was browsing my school's library, and I saw this really shiny book, the Guinness Book of World Records. And the title for this particular world record was the world's highest paid athlete. And I looked at the picture, and it was this young man by the name of Floyd Mayweather. And vividly, I remember thinking, how much money does this guy make? You know, tens of millions of dollars back then. And I thought, wow, the Floyd that I'm going to be going in the ring with is not the same Floyd that you guys saw and know and remember. Like, I'm fighting a granddad. Like, he looks old. He's aged. And that's why I laugh when Floyd's like, oh, June 6th, I'm gonna knock you out. Like, with all due respect, Mr. Mayweather, what the fuck do you know about knocking people out? It's been a decade. And I I even said this on stage. The only thing I kept thinking was, this is the guy. The greatest boxer of our generation. I was looking down, I was like, this is the fuck, this is it? Like, it's underwhelming. But like, he's got a serious fucking temper problem. It's almost like his kryptonite. If you can just get under his skin, like, which I'm going, I'm gonna be a fucking dickhead in the ring, dude. And he's gonna get pissed off and I'm gonna end up fighting an emotional, angry Floyd Mayweather because he can't control himself. Like, I'm gonna say some fucked up shit, dude. Imagine I got pretty good in this past year and a half. Imagine I didn't like the way that defeat felt. And I worked really hard to sharpen my blades and become a really, really good boxer. Floyd is banking on the hope that I suck. You win just by even looking good here. You know, if you land a good shot on him that you can play at the start of Impulsive on the intro, end of story, you've won. (laughs) I think he's gonna catch a really, really, really hard shot to the body or to the head, and he's gonna go, oh fuck, because they're gonna be coming all night. Mm -hmm. He's not gonna wanna get caught by it. Let's say you're in the final round. You've got one more round to to do it. Oh, and just go, oh yeah, I'm going for it. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going for it, yeah, you're fucking, yeah. You ready to go, bro? I'm ready. Let's get it. Oh, you fucking tired, are you? You poor guy. I'm exhausted. I can tell. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Nah, take That's the glasses brought, off. I, I want to see those. I brought the shades. Those beautiful eyes, mate. I want to see them. <laughs> um, this is what a man who's, you know, ready to take on the world looks like, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> homeless. Fucking homeless. Uh, welcome back to True Jordy Podcast. The guest today. Friend of the show at this point. I mean, what's this, three or four times? Logan, Paul. Jordy, it's always a pleasure to see you, man. You, you have such good energy. I love your show. I love your set. I love talking to you. I'm happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me on. I want to say, just at the start of this, like before all of these ASPN guys were interviewing you, I was the one who was asking, who cared? I cared about you before all these people did. All right? I know, I know, and I'll never forget that, bro. Even, it, it even the lot. UK love you now, and I was the first one, and they all hated me because I like you. So I deserve credit for this. I, I was here first. That's all I'm saying. Um, I, I, I know, bro, and I, I really do appreciate that. Like, it, it means a lot to me. You've always been a real one. You've yeah. always told me how it is on and off camera, and that yeah. meant a lot to me, too, you know? Uh, back in the day, you were, you were willing to have those tough conversations with me off camera, which not a lot of people are, and that, that means a lot to me, man. Nah, I appreciate you, mate. And uh, yep. I think I just want to keep it like this for the whole podcast here today, because uh, from the outside looking in, like I, I remember having that first podcast with you before the KSI fight. You looked like a kid, you know what I mean? You looked so young back then when, we, when I watched it recently and I was like, fucking hell, this skinny little kid who the whole world hated you in that moment and and there you were going out in front of 20,000 people in Manchester screaming, hoping you were going to get knocked out. And, you know, that took a lot of balls. And to say what you've gone on to do and the transformation and all the growth and now mind-blowing shit and fighting me with that i'm so fucking proud of you mate i'm so proud of you thank you bro yeah it's been crazy um i think the biggest thing that i can hope for um for anyone who's been watching my journey is that it can inspire and motivate people uh i think one of the most powerful things about 
someone like you or I or anyone in our position where you know you have people paying attention to what what you do is the ripple effect um, mm. and 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 that's honestly the energy that I'm carrying into this fight like this this this, this fight is crazy let's be honest you just said it like it, for anyone to land a fight with Floyd Mayweather is is insane um, for me it, I can't it's incomprehensible I, I, I I've surrendered to the journey that is life mm. and um, mine has led here. It was an opportunity that came up. I couldn't say no to it because I love rising to challenges and putting on a, on a show. And uh, I, I'm going in with the energy of possibility. Like, let's be honest, bro, no one, no one really thinks I'm gonna win this fight except me and my team, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been proving people wrong my whole life and I'm going in there with that, uh, you know, nothing is impossible attitude. And, and should I pull this off, man? I don't want anyone to tell me anything's impossible ever again. Like this is this is going to be, you know, the greatest upset in the history of combat sports, and it's just exciting. Man. Just before we move on, there's a lot of noise in the background. Uh, oh yeah. Could you have a word <laughs> with? Uh, I don't know if someone uh, moving around oh, or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Hey, <laughs> I'm on a podcast. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Yep, basically. <laughs> Can we move the pigeon outside? Yes. Oh Thank my you, god, bro. this guy's got yeah, a fucking I have, pigeon. I got a, I got a bird. I got a dude. You're weird. I, I love it. A weirdo. Bro. Like I, I've had people have noise in the background of a podcast like this before, but never because they their pigeon needed let out. That's a first. No, I, I know, bro. Well, because he gets excited when he hears me talking. Oh. He's like, "Oh, we're doing this." Oh right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that's what it was. I thought someone was breakdancing or something. It, it sounded Thank weird. You, bro. Um, so, what was your first memory of Floyd Mayweather? Dude, I love this question because I had to ask myself and figure it out because, you know, he's been around forever. Yeah, this guy's old as fuck. Like, he's, he's a grandpappy. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, I was seven. And I was browsing my school's library and I saw this really shiny book, big book, looked at it, it said, the Guinness Book of World Records. I was like, oh, that's cool. Well, I like the cover of it. It's, it's intrigued me and, and world records, surely there's something spectacular in here. So I rented it, you know, brought it home and I was thumbing through the book that night. And uh, about halfway through, there was this big spread big spread and the title for this particular world record was the world's highest paid athlete and I looked at the picture and it was this young man by the name of Floyd Mayweather and vividly I remember thinking Floyd May, how much money does this guy make you know tens of millions of dollars back then and I thought wow this Floyd Mayweather guy really did this this boxer is the highest paid athlete in the world more than the football players more than the soccer players the baseball players this boxer is the highest paid athlete in the world that's awesome and that was my first memory of Floyd Mayweather fucking hell well I'll tell you what mine was actually uh back in the day we had a a a boxer in in the UK called Ricky Hatton of course and I was a huge Ricky Hatton fan he was like my one of my first favorite boxers and he was undefeated and I had all my hopes, and I hated Floyd. I still do, to be honest, on, on a level. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, we've got it. This has got to happen. But the referee kept separating them the entire fight and, and really heavily favoured Floyd in that, you know, because Ricky was an inside fighter. And watching my guy get knocked out by Floyd, it, it, it broke my heart. That was one of my earlier memories of him. But that was a long time ago. You know, he ain't, he ain't the same guy now, Floyd. There is no way he can be that uh, same guy now. And I guess the question is, um, how much has he aged? We're, we're going to find out. Um, but the guy hasn't had a, a, real, a real fight in five years, and a lot can happen in that time. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but a lot of people are writing you off. But they're also, I think, having a little too much confidence that this is prime Floyd Mayweather showing up here people are imagining that person and he cannot be that person now whether or not he's good enough to beat you is another question but in the last fight I seen I mean I say a fight the exhibition he did with that uh, kid from Japan he did not look the same in that fight even he didn't look anywhere near as good as his old self so I'm excited for you here I really I really think that there's a lot that could happen in this fight that'll shock people the allure is this. I think 
people have this image of, of Floyd Mayweather in their in their mind, this <clears throat> this ideal athlete, the one that became 50 and 0. And like you said, no matter how you cut it, the Floyd that I'm going to be going in the ring with is not the same Floyd that you guys saw and know and remember and love to watch. Mm-hmm. It's it's just not. Like I'm fighting a granddad. Like he looks old. He's aged. Bro, father time takes his toll on everyone. Yeah. Granted, Floyd is a is a specimen of a human. Like I, I made this comment to someone yesterday. Um, the rules of life don't really apply to this guy. Like, he, bro, he'll train. This is not a joke. He'll train six hours a day and eat once, and it's like Burger King or some shit. <laughs> and, and, and and that's it. Like you know, the the rules of like health don't apply to him. He's mm. he's just he's a beast. You know. Um, and I've heard that he's looking pretty sharp inside his camps, inside his camp to this day. Like, you know, I'm not relying on on time uh, solely to have withered Floyd to the point where I'm gonna destroy him. But I, I, I can imagine it's gonna affect him a little bit. He's probably gonna be slower and a little bit more frail than Yeah, the, 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 the reason I'm bringing it up is I think part of the problem for, for promoting this fight is that people are seeing very black and white and um, and I don't mean that on a racial level as much as Floyd might want to make it that way. <laughs> um, in that, you know, like, this is a, a young guy who is inexperienced versus a guy who's got a lot of experience. But, yeah, I think th- in selling the fight, that is something that has not been explored. It's Logan is not good enough. He's yada, yada, yada. No one says anything about Floyd. Floyd's perfect. And, yeah, for 44, I'm sure he's amazing. That, I'm not taking that away from him. But I'm just saying... Floyd isn't prime Floyd, and I think that's something that people need to remember too. It's you know it's tough, bro. Like again, the, the whole the whole circumstance about this thing is crazy. It's the mm. it's the young buck who wants to test his newfound ability against uh, the old sage, and um, let's see if the let's see if the master still got it. It's mm. and it's the allure of like what if, mm. like what if, like oh Logan, you're gonna get your ass kicked, but what if you knock out the greatest boxer of all time because he. He's slipping in round three, and, and and doesn't think I know what I'm doing. Like I've I've been I've been uh, painting this hypothetical for people. <clears throat> imagine, imagine I got pretty good in this past year and a half after my last fight with KSI. Imagine, imagine I didn't like the way that defeat felt, and I worked really hard to sharpen my blades and become a really really good boxer, sparring three to five times a week for the past year and a half. And imagine I'm like a pretty decent good. Cruiser cruiserweight fighter, like, how would Floyd do against a cruiserweight coming into his prime at this moment? Like, that's not a fair fight. You wouldn't see that fight. Floyd is banking on the hope that I suck. You know, <laughs> that's so real. That is so real. Like he, yeah. he he's he's hoping I I fucking yeah. suck. Yeah, he watched that KSI happened? fight and he thought easy money. Yeah. Dude, I, I sucked in that fight. Mm-hmm. I sucked it. I watch, I, I watch it back. I'm like, oh, this, this performance is, is bad. And, like, I get it. Mm. But, like, what happens if I go in there and I'm like, he goes, oh, you know, he's, he's, his reach is a little longer than I expected. And he uses it well. And, wow, he, he hits hard. Um, there's a lot of weight behind his punches. And, holy shit, his reflexes are, are fat. He's, he's fast and reactive, like, and, and, and another thing is like if if you for me as a as a as a fan of, of you as well as a friend of you you win just by even looking good here or, or even you know if you land a good shot on him that you can play at the start of impulsive on the intro end of story you've won that is that's it that's all you need he needs to finish you if he doesn't finish you then that affects him you don't need to really do a great deal to win out of this in the aftermath so um on the business level though this is not classic floyd either i i I feel like the organization of this fight at times was a bit shambolic the changing of the dates uh, i know you were frustrated when i seen you talking about it on your podcast the moving around he's suing dubai because it's supposed to have been there you know i could tell they were jerking you around uh what has it been like dealing with him on a like on a business level a unpredictable roller coaster imagine you've strapped in to a roller coaster and you don't know what it looks like mm. yeah <laughs> and fuck. you have no power you have no yeah. power bro it's floyd mayweather like like thank you sir for blessing me with this opportunity 
where are we going? What's the ride look like? Like up, down, left, yeah. right, I'm in. Uh, whenever, wherever. Like I, ha- I just had to be ready for the past eight months. You know, like the, mo- the moment that the fight was confirmed, <clears throat> we-, we are in camp. And, it- and it's a six week camp, like six weeks in official notice. And, that, and that's I, what I he does. He, that's what he did to Conor. He, he did the same yep. thing to Conor McGregor, where he gave yep. him the bare minimum time to get ready for it. Yep. Well, I mean, the old cliche: if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready, which is what we did. Like, bro, mm-hmm. the moment this fight was on the table, man, we went into we went into like official training six days a week, and we've been doing that for the past eight months. Wow. Um, yeah. And 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 obviously. All right, it's Floyd Mayweather and what he's done. The guy's greatness. As much as I dislike him, he's, he is greatness, and I appreciate that. But I feel like some of the lack of excitement for this fight is is on him as, as, as well. It, it, his star has diminished significantly, and a lot of people who are boxing heads don't really say that. I'm, I'm a, a mainstream boxing fan, so I feel like I understand what the masses are entertained by. And if you look back, pre-Conor McGregor, he fought Berto, and he did 400,000 pay-per-view buys. Now, that is pathetic for someone who was supposedly Mr. Money. I, Wait, what? Yeah, he fought Berto before McGregor, and that is, and, he, and nobody cared because people well, he knew. Did 400. Yeah, uh, that oh. is, bro, bro, you did 1.3 against KSI, just to put that into context for everyone watching. So, oh my God. this guy needed a dance partner desperately because after Pacquiao, people realized the, the game, the jig was up for Floyd. No one, you know, 400K were hardcore boxing fans, fair play, but he needed Connor. Connor brought the promo. Connor brought everything. And then after Connor, he probably made so much money. He's like, I'm a chill now, but he needs you. Like, if you look on YouTube right now, all of the views, people don't give a fuck about Floyd. His views are terrible. People care about you. So, and, and I think partly from what rumors are, and if they're to be believed, he offered Khabib this fight and Khabib turned it down. So he really desperately needed you. Um, wow. How does that make you feel? That, it's humbling. It makes sense, though. Mm. You know, Floyd, Floyd has the name, but do people really, really care? No. It, it, but <clears throat> I think he's realized that when his name is paired with another big name or the right name, if you will, that's where the magic happens. It's almost like even when we have the right guests on Impulsive, we know which episodes are gonna, we knew Tyson was gonna fly, we knew 6ix9ine was gonna fly. Like we know, when there's that perfect collaboration because of how big both names are, Mm. that's when the amplification uh, happens. But the problem for him, obviously, was in the ring after the Pacquiao fight was such a letdown. People had just been like, "We've seen, we know what you do. You defend fantastically. You get the decision." The, it, the jig was up for him, and with Connor, he found someone who could create that interest again. And I think he's hoping that you're the new Connor, but you're completely different than Connor. You know <laughs> what I mean? Bro, I'm so I'm so different than Connor. I told this to someone the other day. I, I think I could beat Connor in a boxing match right now. Like mm-hmm. Connor doesn't impress me. He gets tired. Uh, great athlete, great performer, but like, I don't know, man. Eventually, we're gonna get good enough at this sport where <clears throat> those conversations are are really happening, and we're better than most of these guys. Um, and that's why I laugh when Floyd when Floyd's like, "Oh, June 6th, I'm gonna knock you out." Like, with all due respect, Mister Mayweather, what the fuck do you know about knocking people out? It's been a decade. It's been a decade, and you knock when you since you knocked out Victor Ortiz and that whatever bullshit that was. Yeah. Like, does that even count? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I didn't, like, to be fair to Connor, I did enjoy the whole brittle fists jokes that he used to make about him in his... Fantastic. His, I love I love Connor. I'm just yeah. saying in a, in, a, in a boxing match, like... Yeah, I hear you. Like, You're massive, bro. I've This is the thing. People don't get how big you are. I've stood next to you. I'm a big dude. Like, I was shocked yeah. at how big you are. So that's going to be an interesting thing just even seeing you in the ring with Floyd but when you went face to face with him at the press conference uh what was it like just finally locking eyes yeah um I I kid you not and I and I even said this on stage the only thing I kept thinking was this is the guy like this is this is the larger than life personality highest paid athlete in the world the 
the greatest boxer of our generation, I was looking down, I was like, this is the fuck, this is it? Like, slightly, is like, underwhelming. <laughs> Bit uh, of a letdown. I don't, I don't, not a, not a letdown. For me, it was exciting. I was like, oh shit, I'm really gonna do this. Like, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. I'm gonna do this, dude. Like, I'm gonna beat this guy, mm-hmm. who, who everyone says is so great. Like, I'm just not, not intimidated, not, uh, I don't know, impressed. Mm. Yeah. I feel like the age gap really showed in that press conference. It felt awkward at times. You were so Especially funny. When Jake turned off his, when Jake turned off, took off his hat, man. Well, even before that, no. though, when you were talking to each other, like he reminded me of Floyd Senior. Like you, you, were, you know, he was completely out. Of, it was embarrassing for him. Like I'm like, you got this young kid he's who a, understands like modern day culture, and this guy who's really trying to stay relevant. And he's like, he could say what he want to say. He could feel how he want to feel. I'm like, is that the best? <laughs> You've got oh mention in Japan. That's original. Like it was, it was just awkward. It, it really, he wasn't doing he's a good uh, job. No man, he's like he's like the uh, the dad who's trying to stay young. You know what I'm saying? Like like we we get it, dad. Your <laughs> your time has passed, and he landed on a on a nickname for me in one of his recent press conferences that I think he liked a lot. He called me Logan Fall. Okay. And I think he thought that that was his zinger. That was his zinger, man. <laughs> yeah, I've got him <laughs> on goes, that one. He goes, he goes, yeah, Logan, Logan Fall, and yeah. I was like, ooh. Did your okay. did your security guard tell you that one? Like, uh, it, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and when when you came up with the domestic abuse, like when he said he can he can feel how he want to feel, he can say what he want to say, like. Dude, you've just been you. He's just brought you up on domestic abuse. Yeah, that's not something you can feel how you want to feel about. Like, and <laughs> and then he's like, the thing is, you need proof. And and it's like, well, your own son testified against you and put you in prison. So I, I'm pretty sure that counts. Uh, as well as like the multiple, by the way, multiple partners, like four or five or whatever the fuck it is, who have accused him of the exact same thing yeah. over a decade, like. Well, well, bro, you know what I realized just in the in the past week? Man's got a temper problem. Oh, yeah. Like a serious oh, a yeah. serious temper problem. Sorry. I realized it with the hat. Like I didn't know you would think like someone of his caliber could like handle their emotions and stay collected. But like he's got a serious fucking temper problem. It's almost like his kryptonite, to be honest with Absolutely you. Absolutely like, it is. Can, if if you can just get under his skin, like which I'm going I'm gonna be a fucking dickhead in the ring, dude. <laughs> Like a, just a, an absolute asshole, like yeah. absurd. Yeah, and he's gonna get pissed off, and I'm Absolutely. gonna end up fighting an emotional, angry Floyd Mayweather because he can't control himself. Like I'm gonna say some fucked up shit, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you know the domestic abuse thing. Obviously, yeah, a, he's a scumbag. But does that? You know, you've gone from you've gone from fighting KSI, who obviously there was a rivalry there, but underlying respect. The, how differently does that make you approach this? Does that in your mind at all? Or are you just trying to stay like boxing? No, it got the, oh, so I was gonna keep it like you know professional slash respectful, mm. like boxing centric, um, until he started threatening my brother's life. Yeah, over over the hat thing. Like that's uh, when I was like, okay, this shit, this is not a fucking game anymore. Like I already know what he's gonna try to do, bro. He's he's gonna. You seen Scarface when they kill the brother in front of? I think it's Scarface. They, they torture they torture the brother in front of yeah uh, yeah Tony Montana yeah. yeah Tony Montana so he's gonna it's like like that type of shit like he's gonna try to make an example out of me for my little brother to see and like a fuck that b fuck you for threatening my family and also see like um when Jake had that uh that allegate or that uh yeah the allegation come against him um the sexual assault allegation mm-hmm. without without knowing any of the facts just jumped to a conclusion and Floyd posted it on his Instagram, like went out of his way to post on his Instagram to continue badgering and Mm. bad-mouthing my brother's name for a situation that did not occur. Mm. Like with no, with no factual evidence. And so he's, he's got this vendetta against Jake and uh, by default Mm. of uh, now that affects me. And like, it's just really personal, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, um, 
Floyd, Floyd yeah. is a very insecure person. Like, why else would someone buy all the pointless shit he buys constantly? Like, it's it's all a, a big show. And, and on the Instagram thing, it was nice of him to take a break from posting strippers for a change. I, I do credit him on that. I mean, what kind of man? Just you're an athlete. Like, no wonder he's never had a brand deal from a like Nike. Any of none of them have ever touched him. The guy's a moron. Like, like, people credit him for his business sense. All right, everyone wanted to see him lose, so he made a lot of money. But the guy literally posts strippers seven days a week on his fucking Instagram. He, he's, he, he should be so much better at business. Mm. He, he, he sinks a lot of money into, into bullshit. Like, mm. uh, he, he, I think he put money into these skyscrapers that tank. Like, um, <laughs> Bro, did you see him explaining that to these guys sucking him yeah. off on stage? And he's like, so, yeah. so I took... Eight figures, and I gave them eight figures, and like, and these guys were eating it up, and I'm like, can we? Can no one see through this guy's a moron? Like, he, he's a yeah. he's a rich moron, but like, greatness in the ring, but a complete tool outside of the ring. Um, Bro, this this podcast is gonna be called the roast of Floyd Mayweather. I, I, I didn't realize I, 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 didn't, I didn't realize you didn't like him either. Mate, yeah. he knocked Ricky Hutton out. <laughs> Fuck this guy. And Conor McGregor. <laughs> do you know? But this is the thing is, I do respect him in the ring and I appreciate the talent, but outside of the ring, I can also think he's a piece of shit. Well, so, I mean, he is a piece of shit outside of the ring, yeah. dude. I don't think, like, like no one... That's I don't think that's up for debate. Like, yeah. I, I don't get why I boxing fans kind of root for him in that way. Like, I, think I don't get he's that. Because, so, see, I check this out. Humans have this weird thing where if one person is so good at their art or their craft they can almost kind of look the other way in situations yeah, yeah. where they shouldn't yeah like like michael like, jackson like, <laughs> bingo. Bingo. like bingo. The, the denial of some people and and this is the thing is you're getting a lot of shit right now for taking this fight and and as a as a as a as fan of boxing i'm like hold on okay this man's 50 and 0, and he's picking a fight with a guy who lost his last fight against another YouTuber. And you're angry at the YouTuber for accepting the fight? Shouldn't you be angry at the great one who's, as- who's actually doing... Like, surely, if you're a boxing fan, you're looking at this, like, Canelo Alvarez rematch, Triple G, a- a- any of those yeah. guys. He's the one picking fights with entertainers. Be mad yeah. at the so-called GOAT. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I don't think he cares, bro. I mean, he mm. no, he doesn't. Care. He doesn't give a fuck, right? Yeah. And like, neither do I. Like, I like, I'm so used to people saying X, Y, and Z. Like, not, none of this shit affects me anymore. So, mm. like, be, be mad at whoever. You know, I, we'll, we'll be all right. Yeah. Well, one of the things he mentioned in that press conference when you had a joke about him, uh, the reading joke, he made it a racial thing, which was bizarre. Uh, I seen the that look on your weird. face there. That was weird. That was weird, and I, it made me extremely uncomfortable because mm. I, I said something about, yo, are you reading off a teleprompter? Like, you can't even read. And then what did, what did he say? He just went off on a, a sort of tangent about the struggle of black people, which, you know, um, okay, obviously we're all accepting of that, but this this is totally... He's trying to paint you out as if that's what you were getting at, which is nonsense, you know? He's doing everything he can to sort of make you out to be the bad guy here. Yeah, I thought that was a bit of a reach. Um, mm. And it's tough because it's it's tough because I'm standing there on stage like um, not 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 ignoring or claiming I even know like a, a hint of the struggles of, you know, African Americans or what they go through or black people in general. Um, but also like do I do I do I push back on this note and be like hey like I said I was like yo I'm on your team what are we what are we doing I, I think the look on your face do? was perfect it was like what the fuck is this idiot talking about like <laughs> what are you what are you saying bro why you gotta make but like but and like, he was like it's know. always I, I, about race and it's like but no it isn't all like not so, this so in my that was my knee jerk reaction I'm like no like this like this doesn't seem so much about race but like maybe for him it is like I don't yeah. know I tried to be like somewhat receptive of it cause like mm. I'm sensitive to those conversations but it, that one threw me off man and, and like I didn't I didn't think it was incredibly appropriate like they Jake, Jake had faced a little of this after he knocked out Nate Robinson like someone asked him um, yeah, on TV, yeah. they're like, "Yo, was it racist that you knocked out Nate Robinson?" Jake's like, "What the fuck are you talking? You know, it's a, it's a sport." <laughs> like, that, that was on a, like a proper TV show as well. I'm like, yo, "Dude, le- legit, what the hell? Legit." Yeah, and I'm like, "Yo, what? 
No, it so, doesn't make any. I I, I would have flipped. So speaking of Jake, then, so he sort of lit, he that press conference was wasn't going so good in terms of an entertainment standpoint. Being brutally honest, like Floyd was was flagging massively, and and Jake lit a fire under it, and and what is it like looking at that whole situation now when i mean it was just mental it's crazy uh, i was terrified for jake mm. like dude floyd's bodyguards and boys could have fucked him up like could have <laughs> could have killed him like literally and yeah. and i you don't realize until after the fact that all they wanted was the hat um but like i'm not i'm not kidding Jordy, I was like, I was, I was half expecting like to hear the the pop, 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 like gun, like gun, straight up over some stupid shit. Mm. Um, and and I'm all, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm always worried about that with mm-hmm. Jake. <laughs> like I, I, I swear to God, dude, I never know what the kid's gonna do. Mm. What's worse, he doesn't even know what he's gonna do. Yeah. So his impulsive decisions lead to consequence, unforeseen consequences that by default I'm involved in uh-huh. and affect my life. Um, he's the problem child. What are you gonna do? I think that look in reality, if Floyd had have just like laughed at him and went, "Dude, you're running away with my hat. You're an idiot." It's over. It's, then it's nothing, over. He, Floyd looks like the the smart one, and Jake looks like the idiot. But Floyd yeah. is so childish that I, I feel like Jake is very good at like being that childish provoker and like prodding someone, and that is the. The perfect antidote to Floyd, because Floyd is usually the biggest child in the room. Um, and the fact that he like flipped, and I, I guess it was because of that terrible hair job that he's had done. Um, that was really, you know, it, it's not a good hair job, to be honest with no, you. I, ho- I no, hope they've got that not. fixed in time for the fight, because there's going to be a lot of cameras there. Um, but where was, show, was like was- Showtime are putting this fight on? Yeah, show, show, is it a Showtime, isn't it? Yeah, I, I'm like, yeah. where the fuck is Showtime? Like, you know, when I watch the McGregor press conferences with Floyd, there was fucking bodyguards everywhere, neutral guys. It felt like Floyd just had, like, all the heavies, and you two are just trying to fight these guys on your own. But we had a, we had a rent a security guard. Like, 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 <laughs> it was like a friend. It was a friend of Jake's main security guard. Like, not, I don't even know if he does it. Like, we, I... <laughs> Like, he's just a like, guy. Ew. I know a guy. Literally, he was a he was a dude. <laughs> we we might as well have gone down the street and went, "Hey, man, yo, you, you want you need a job?" <laughs> oh my god, and it was it was bad. We we were we were ill-equipped, man. Uh, I don't think any of us realized that uh, it was going to get that serious. Yeah, you know yeah. that it. But, it's, it's it's become you know, a little our, bit of a mistake. joke though. Like the the fact that this guy doesn't want to walk down the street without being surrounded by, you know, eight, eight-foot men. Like, he, he doesn't want to get caught. I get that. And, I and you know, I you don't... don't get, I don't get... But it's a bit overkill. It. Do you know what I mean? Like, one bodyguard should be enough, surely, or a three max. Yeah, I don't even think Muhammad Ali had bodyguards. Yeah. Did he? Well, yeah, but it's just weird I, I I find the whole shit like bizarre um, but um, going back to the chat we've had so uh, after the KSI fight um, you know you're, you're looking back on it now you clearly aren't happy with the way you performed what was your sort of biggest regret about the night it's a great question um, I mean obviously my, my biggest regret would be uh, tapping him when he went down like after I got him with the uppercut, that that last final punch where he was like kind of on the ground, and I, I, I just tapped him in the back of the head. Like, I wish I would have pulled that punch. Mm. I wish I wouldn't have done that because mm-hmm. then, then, I, I don't. I, I think it's pretty safe to say like he would have got a ten count. He still would have been pretty wobbly, and I probably would have finished him off right then and there. But then again, woulda, shoulda, coulda. I don't fucking know. I just. I, I vividly remember tapping him in the back of the head, the two points coming off, the five minutes of recovery time, and me just sitting there like, well, that was my window. Good job, Logan. You fucking blew it, you moron. Um, but when I was watching the fight, I remember thinking, you know, you weren't pulling the trigger, and, uh, and, and that was a real issue. Because you yeah. technically probably looked a bit better than uh, JJ, but... Uh, but he was he was the aggressor, and and you just seemed hesitant. And when I spoke to Jake, he said that when you were fighting JJ, there was a 
maybe a little fear in there or a bit, bit too uh, careful. Do you still, yep. do you feel the same about that? No, I, I, I uh, don't give any fucks anymore because I can't. And, and that learning lesson was experienced in that fight. Okay. You're right. I, I, I remember being, I don't know, like hesitant. Like I wasn't throwing. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Like how, how are you going to win a boxing match if you don't throw? Um, and now it's like, that's, that's all I want to do, you know. Uh, it, I got to let the bombs go if, I'm, if I want to win and do the damage that I know I can do. Um, and we've been working on it for a year and a half, man. It's that, it's that killer mentality that Jake has a bit more than me. My thing is I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm also a bit more calculated. I'm a bit more strategic, and I don't put myself in situations where I'm going to get fucking knocked out or memed. Um, and so it's that, it's, that, it's that balance of, like, throwing – and not being too vulnerable while you throw recklessly. Yeah, I spoke to um, a, a very good boxer I know who's a pro recently, and he said, like, he's like, the problem with me is I'm a bit too smart for boxing. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm a little too aware of all of the consequences and possibilities. So when I'm in there, there's some guys, we, you see them, the berserkers, who clearly, a bit like Jake, I guess, who will just go in there and think, fuck it, tunnel vision. And then there's other guys who are a bit more like yourself, perhaps, who think a bit too much. And I yeah, guess you've got to switch that voice off. You, you have to. Because, bro, the, the berserkers, as you call it, the brawlers, like, when we spar, I catch those guys. Because they're fucking, they're brawling. And you lose because you're not. But I'm in there, like, like boxing. Mm-hmm. using my brain. I'm watching every fucking move you do, bro. Like, that's why. My, my, my number one asset is probably my, my, my eyes, my vision. Like, mm-hmm. I can, I see the punches that in, in my reaction time is quick um, mm-hmm. and you're, you're very fast the, for a big catch, guy for sure yeah I'm, I'm fast switch and so mm. I catch the brawlers when they're going crazy with these punches like lean back on the ropes like uh, uh, throw a big overhand like I, I just see it and you get caught um, and so I don't want to be that I don't mm. want to be the, the thing that I'm fighting against especially when I'm fighting a dude like Floyd who is the counter puncher mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he is gonna catch you if you fucking slip up if you overextend a little bit or don't extend enough or your timing's off like he's gonna get you mm-hmm. you know and so I I, I, I I gotta be strategic where where how and when I'm throwing absolutely yeah looking looking back at that training camp and everything it, it, you know you were in amazing shape and even in the ring against KSI Yet you were slipping some punches. You just weren't making them pay, as you say. Uh, there was no receipt there. But um, Shannon Briggs was your coach, the head coach for that. He has now moved on. What was the decision to move him on based on? I don't know because I, I, I thought Shannon was a good coach. Like, mm-hmm. I really did um, because, because he was a good boxer. Like, he understood what it meant to be the athlete in the ring as well as the discipline that it took uh, to teach your student. Um, but I felt, to be honest with you, like Milton Supreme, who's my coach now, and coached me for the, uh, the first fight against KSI, I felt like I hadn't quite finished the course, if you will. Like I, ha- like I got halfway through his teachings and then sw- switched things up when I felt like I, I hadn't, there was unfinished business with his style. Like I wanted to fully absorb and learn it before I moved on to whatever. Like he's my Mr. Miyagi. And okay. his style works really well for the type of athlete that I am. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't master it. Like I want to master it. And I think, I think it's gonna, it's gonna be a really, a really, really good strategic, uh, elusive fighter in the ring once we do that. I did see that Shannon uh, called out Jake. I don't. Did you see that? There was a bro, bro. He called out me. Yeah. How how did that feel when you know you've paid this guy, you've spent time together? <laughs> like there should be a level of of respect and loyalty there, surely. Nah, bro. I don't like. What is loyalty? What is what is respect? Like I don't. Any of these virtues have. I've been so jaded by LA. Like I just. <laughs> I am I, I'm I'm numb to everything, bro. Okay. Like I see I see some shit, uh, and I'm like, okay, like that's does it surprise me? No, uh, like whatever, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> so I'm, someone my like life is weird. This guy stabbed you in the back a bit, really, by doing that, in my opinion. And bro, you you're get, just so get, used get, to it. 
get in the queue. Join the club, bro. Get in the queue. <laughs> I'm used sake. to that shit. I feel <laughs> sorry for queue. you though because you know people don't understand the position that when you get to a point where you are someone who people can gain from that that loyalty is based on them gaining from you and the minute that stops it's like read all about it i'm ready to talk i'm gonna well you know i'll dish in the dirt immediately yeah i mean you know i i got i got no complaints humans are humans um some have a better moral compass than others and I, i i try not to hold anyone to the standard that i uh hold myself to because I believe it's slightly unrealistic mm-hmm. um, but you know you'll, you'll, you'll find the good people in your life that that uh, uh, are on the same wavelength as you and you, you keep them close and you know you'll be good so you're speaking about that style that Mil- Milton style and I, I did watch the video with you battering those four brothers and <laughs> it's, it's a very unorthodox style and, and, and when I was watching it I was like okay He's taking risks here. It could come across as a sloppy style in regards to the classic yeah. boxing style. But the Bro, styles st- styles make fights. Mm. As you know, styles make fights. Um, and the amount of people who watched that video and commented on it, uh, you fight with your hands down. Mm. You are going to get beat by Freud if you do this. <laughs> You, because boxing, like everyone thinks there's one way to box. Mm. What the fuck? Yo, where, where were these comments when Roy Jones was fighting? Where were these comments when Muhammad Ali was fighting? And mm. like, I understand these are some of the greats, but like as someone who also wants to be some of the greats and the projection is there, like there's not one way to do something. Here's my thought process. When, if I was to do some of the things that you do in front of my boxing coach, he would go, no, that's not how a proper boxer does it now you're talking about this style that you're cultivating with Milton is it ignorance or is it deliberate because I think some people are looking at you going he's dropping his hands he doesn't know what he's doing but what you're saying to me is no Milton's very aware of what you're doing and this is something that you are creating together well we fight with our hands down like it's and guess what sometimes we don't like sometimes for the Gronk brothers, I didn't need to put my hands up. For Floyd, I'm probably gonna need to put my hands up. Like, okay. like I, I I know both, mm. and uh, I'm versatile. That's it's one of my strengths. I'm versatile, and so like, and, and, with, and with Floyd, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens, bro. I might I might need to stick my hands right up here, mm. go turtle up in my shell, whatever, mm. whatever, or like maybe I stay elusive. We'll see. How much of Floyd have you been watching? A lot, but it's tough because like. He's got every every tool in the shed, dude. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? He's mm-hmm. he's, he's his arsenal uh, and his knowledge when it comes to boxing is unlimited. Mm-hmm. So you never really know what what Floyd you're gonna get. He, and he and he watches you, dude. He watches you like a fucking like a robot, like a mm-hmm. computer, bro. He's gonna come out. He's gonna take a couple steps to his left. He's gonna take a couple <laughs> steps to his right. See how I react. Watch my footwork. See if I'm crossing my feet. Whatever the fuck I'm doing. Download it. Then set up like four different punches off of each one. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, every movement I make, and probably in the first like two to four rounds, he's, he's gonna keep it real light and just watch me, scan me, mm. and, then set, and then set me up for shit. And so yeah, we, we watch Floyd, but you know, at, at, what, at what point <laughs> is it pointless? It, it's funny though, because I was watching a podcast with uh, Michael Bisping, the UFC fighter, and he said, you know, even towards the end of his career, if he if he sparred a guy who was like you know just starting or you know didn't necessarily have the exact technique that you expect, he would sometimes get caught by guys who weren't as highly trained because what he's used to is the highly trained guy who does the textbook shit, and possibly by you not having that yet could be an advantage because you might come at some at him with something that is completely unorthodox. When I fought the Gronk brothers, I watched back the footage and I'm like, oh, uh, like okay, like it, it was it was kind of sloppy, mm. you know, it it, it 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 didn't look great. And my and after the fight, I talked to Milton, my boxing coach, and he goes, a bad fighter can make a good fighter look bad, mm. because it, we're, we're we're not in there doing the typical slips and rolls and <laughs> yeah. kind of play kind of playing chess with our fists. Like I'm I'm. It's a bit more street fight, like dodge a couple punches, make a miss, and just fucking unload my hands on yeah. these on the on the rookies. Mm. Um, 
And, and that was a bit of fun at the end of the I, day. It was for a YouTube video. It wasn't like exactly, exactly. you were fighting exactly. four guys. And, yeah, I get it. So so yeah, man. Like I'm like I don't have the 10, 15, 20 years of experience that Floyd has, mm. and I'm not gonna be as ortho like bro. I'm fucking unorthodox. <laughs> Um, but mind you, I'm fully uh, equipped to handle Floyd's plan that will change in round four or five when he adjusts and does what he needs to do to try to get in or okay. uh, uh, break me down, whatever. Like, bro, he's he's gonna be malleable, you know. Mm. Um, and I think I think he's gonna catch I think he's gonna catch a, a really 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 hard shot to the body or to the head or it's gonna, one's gonna whiff him. Mm. And he's gonna go. Oh fuck! I, I don't want to get. I don't want to get caught by that because they're gonna be coming all night. Mm-hmm. And he's not gonna want to get caught by it. And so, I bet he's gonna be a little more careful than he thinks. Yeah, I'd like to see some uppercuts. Just putting that out there um, with his size. <laughs> um, oh my god! Bro. Oh my god! Did, did you? Uh, the, the McGregor fight is the one that I always found interesting because obviously that's the last real competitive fight he had, and what yeah. we seen was a very well-executed game plan from Floyd. And we also seen some great mistakes from McGregor that I think you can take a lot from and learn what not to do a little bit. Because although McGregor did win the first three rounds, he worked very hard, he used all of his energy, and despite despite him having better punching power than Floyd, it, it made uh, no difference whatsoever because Floyd was in defense mode the entire time. And then when he was nice and fresh in rounds four, five, and six, he put the level up and McGregor was just surviving. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean that, that surprised me because we know McGregor's gas tank sucks. Mm. Like, we knew that going into the fight, and Connor knew that. Like, yeah. everyone knew that. Mm. And so I'm, I'm not sure if he, his plan was to truly try to knock Floyd out the first couple of rounds, which is like a hard fucking thing to do. Like, bro, if I knock Floyd out, it's gonna be it's gonna be because like God bless me with some miraculous shit, and I catch him with some dumb shit because he thinks I suck. <laughs> like, I, this here's what's gonna happen: I'm either gonna knock him out, or it's gonna go the distance. Mm. But like, my conditioning is sick, dude. Like, uh. I'm ready to fucking go. I'm I'm not gonna punch myself out. Like, I'm not gonna get tired like Connor. Um, I'm not I'm not gonna get excited because maybe I landed a one big punch. Like, Floyd's got a chin, bro, and he knows what he's fucking doing. Earlier on, you were talking about his ego and that being his biggest weakness, and, and I agree with you. And I feel like Connor didn't really use that at all. Like, if, if I'm going – this is my opinion, but, like, if I was in your situation, I'd be thinking, put all the pressure on Floyd. You know, I'm in there with him. I'm saying, come on then, Mr. Big Boxer. Come and knock me out. You come to me. I wouldn't be – Going at him, expending all that energy, I'd be counter-punching the counter-puncher. I wouldn't be going in there trying to bully him early on, any of that. And and I'd be saving my energy for those later rounds going, I'm going to turn this shit up in rounds five, six, seven, eight. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be making sure I'm ready. You know what I mean? And I think um, the more you clown him and, and, and fuck with him, the better. Like, the more he is not thinking about boxing and the more he's getting frustrated. And if the crowd are booing early on, it's probably going well for you, like, to be honest with you. That's how I see it. Hey, I, I, I'll go, I'll go, hey, hey, they're booing you, champ. Yeah, yeah, this is all for you. I go, you the, you're, you the, you're the fucking I'm the best fake, ever. I'm just this I'm YouTuber. I'm fighter, bro. Yeah, wh- why haven't you knocked me out yet, bro? I'd be, I'd be yeah. doing this. I'd be looking at my wrist, checking the time going, I'm still here. Another round, I'm still here. Like, oh, another minute gone by. You still haven't knocked me out. I would be clowning him and just putting as much pressure on him to come to you as possible because that that for me if by you know if as people are saying it's a miracle if it happens i think you've got to make him go first if you are going to catch him and especially with that reach 100%. that might be your best shot 100 100 baby yeah you, yeah any more ideas pitching my way i love it <laughs> i'll be great i'll do all checking of the time oh i'm still alive I'll do all yeah. of them. Mom, I gotta call you back. <laughs> <laughs> mom, I'm, mom, I'm working. I call you. Like, back. Honestly, like, just take the absolute piss and clown him because what he doesn't want is for people to not want to buy the next Floyd Mayweather fight, and there will be another. And 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 the that, I, that's the best advice I would give you. And I'm not, I'm not a boxer, and people might say you're talking shit, Brian, but it's just truly what I think would be the best method. And if I didn't tell you, I mean, I know some of people will say, oh, well, you should have told him in private. It's like, I doubt Floyd is going to worry about what I'm saying. But, you know, I I genuinely think it would be hilarious. No, 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 no. no. 
Floyd is extremely worried about what you say. I swear to God, <laughs> the, pe- the pe- bro, the pettiest dude I know, bro, he cares. Yeah. He cares about yo. He he unfollowed a friend that uh, is here in Puerto Rico because he saw he had a picture with us up up, up on there. Like he's on that level, wow. bro. Like w- one of his boys is gonna watch this video. Hey. <laughs> Hey Jay, or whoever the fuck is watching this video, and is gonna relay the information to him like he's petty, bro. He cares. Yeah. Uh, what are the rules and you know uh, club size rounds, all that? Uh, can you tell us that? Yeah, uh, dude, dude, I, I don't know how this is possible, but I don't know. I do not know. <laughs> I, I'm hearing, I'm hearing, I'm hearing ten ounce. I'm hearing twelve ounce. I'm hearing eight rounds. I'm hearing three minutes. I'm hearing two minutes. Like I don't fucking what know. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, I hope it's not two minutes. That would be... I mean, that would be good for you, but, yeah. I mean, bro, we're prepared for anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, just, we did a legit proper camp. Like, I'm locked the fuck in. Uh, we're, doing, we're doing hard sparring rounds, 10, 12 rounds. Three different guys. Like, we're ready. What, what level of guys? And uh, what, Like, describe to me some of the sparring partners because, obviously, you're going in there against a smaller guy, very high level. But, obviously, that's hard to source all the time. So, how, what kind of group is it? Yeah, it's, we got a we got a group of pros. Um, some guys are brawlers, some guys are boxers. Uh, we try to get guys who can emulate Floyd, or at least you know keep the pace. Small guys, uh, big guys, like bro, I, I, honestly, every look we can, mm. we get. And uh, yeah, pros like like solid, solid boxers. You know who we, we sparred a couple of times is uh, Jean Pascal, who is on my on the undercard actually. Oh wow, well that is high level. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it's great work too. Like mm. uh, tough guy, you know. Um, he was already here in Puerto Rico training, and so we just happened to be at the same gym and got a couple sessions in. When when you moved to Puerto Rico uh, in the middle of a training camp, uh, I was like, wow, that is yeah, that is a drastic thing. What what was it that made you want to do that? I mean, I know taxes are better over there, but is there anything else? Too many. Uh, too many hoes in LA, bro. <laughs> including myself, including myself. Just a, just a hoe in, when I'm in LA. Just the worst, bro. Okay. okay. <laughs> the worst. I had too many distractions. Gotta yeah. get out. Gotta get out of there, bro. <laughs> no more hoes. Yeah. When when are you uh, when are you move, uh, heading back to do the fight? Then how long in, will you be in town before the fight night? Uh, I'll be I'll be in Miami June first. So next Tuesday I'm gone. Okay. I, I want to move out of the, the fight right now and talk about some of the other stuff going on in your life. Uh, one of the main things people have been talking about lately is you and Mike and the friendship and is Mike on impulsive? What what the hell's going on there? Do you mind sharing with me where you're at right now with that? <laughs> um, I, I don't mind sharing. The problem is I don't know where I'm at mm. with it. Like I, I seen know, he was on the other podcast t- with, with Kim and that, wasn't it? And he basically said something fucked up that was incorrect about why you said something well that was the issue that was the 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 catalyst and then what people don't know is like there was like a number of things that you know have been have been building up before that but like Mm. i love mike um i get it more than other people would because i literally work with my best friend all the time and there's always little things that you, you know you might do with each other or you might not agree on or whatever so I do get it like you can love someone but also just need a bit of a bit of space or whatever the, the issue is that it happened right as I entered training camp so mm. there wasn't like a, a there wasn't a a proper setting or time to like really iron it out mm. because I enter training camp and like literally bro I'm like I don't want to fucking deal with this shit Let's handle it after this fight. Mm. Like, like almost everything in my life, every like relationship, every business thing. Like, um, let's handle it after this fight. I don't, I don't care. Nothing else matters. Like, I can't see past June sixth in my mind. Mm. Like, I'm usually really good at um, mapping out my life and projecting uh, and extrapolating, but I, I can't see past June sixth because nothing else fucking matters to me. Mm. So, so you think? Um after the fight, you and Mike can have a chat and yeah, sort it yeah, all out. Yeah, yeah, we're grown men. We'll figure, we'll figure it out for sure. Because you guys have made a, a hell of a podcast together, and I, and I also like the new guy, Georgie, as well. Like, I think it'd be yeah. a shame if that dynamic wasn't there. No, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, man. 
Um, he just went through the breakup with Lana as well uh, recently. What was it like? You were the guy who set them up, and it was a crazy relationship. How do you see that? Do you think that's a, a good thing for them? or? Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the most toxic relationships I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Like, 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 you know, you can't even imagine. <laughs> and they both know it. They both, they both talk about it. Just, I mean, bro, every relationship can get toxic. And when you continue, when you try to, like, ignore the toxicity and, like, continue, like, we all know what's going to happen. Mm. It's going to get worse and worse and worse until <laughs> someone explodes. Yeah. Or both of you explode, you know. But, again, I'm, bro, I'm so removed. I don't know what's happening with that. I don't care. Like, uh, I'm... I'm 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 out. The Jake Paul career that you've watched blossom, and he's he's been killing it. What what is it like to be seeing him knocking people out, being the talk of the whole entire industry? I mean, the whole, you guys have got the entertainment world on strings right now. He's got every MMA fighter calling him out. How's that been? It's so exciting to see Jake doing as well as he's doing. Mm. Like honestly. Uh, for, for for a long time, he 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 lived in my shadow, mm. you know, or at least that was the public narrative. Yeah, he was the undercard and to your your main event, literally. Exactly, exactly. Mm. And as an older brother, I never that never was like an achievement for me. I was like, ah, like fuck, dude. Like I, I want him to I want him to just like break out and be mm. the fucking the superstar. And in the past like year and a half, he did. Like mm. he really did. Like he's fucking Jake Paul, dude. Mm -hmm. um, and his his name makes people feel, and his name makes people tune in and watch. Mm -hmm. And as a as a proud older brother, that's that's all I can ask for. So just like stoked to see him uh, thriving in in the way that he is. It's funny because I do remember uh, Fifty Cent years ago when he was friends with Floyd, and he, their relationship ended, their friendship ended. He did an interview, and he did say, "Floyd will lose one day because he spends too much money." And he will have to keep fighting way longer than he ever should. He was like, Floyd is the GOAT, but he should he would stop at a certain age and, and be done with it. He won't. He'll keep fighting. I'm, and he, and he'll, I, I, This is that fight. Yeah, he, he literally said he'll, he'll pick one guy who he'll completely underestimate and think, easy money, and that's where it'll all come unraveled. Bro, I have to find this interview. Because, like, that's, yeah. that's my exact sentiment. Yeah. Like, he, the old man still thinks he got it yeah. and he chose the wrong guy who didn't look good in his last fight but mm. got really good in a short amount of time and is a fucking dog mm -hmm. and is gonna come in there with nothing to lose like bro I'm ready to fucking die in that ring like I'm I'm straight up I'm coming back with my shield or I'm coming back on it like I am giving my heart and have you made peace fight. with that possibility now because obviously that was part of the concern yeah. with the KSI fighters what if are you like I'd rather I'd rather get knocked out and really go for it than have those regrets for the months afterwards that I had last time. It's all circumstantial. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It just, it, it depends. Like, because I think the risk of, if I would have went for it last time, I think the risk of getting knocked out would have been lower. If I go for it this time on some dumb shit, like just like swinging wildly, I think I could get caught. Like we've seen, we've seen, we've seen Floyd beat that before. The, mm. the wild. No, the I, wild I guess what I mean is, let's say you're in the final round, and it's you know, you know, at this point, you've just got to, you've got one more round to to do it. Oh, and just go. Oh, yeah, I'm going for it. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going for it. Yeah, you're fucking yeah. <laughs> But I'm going for it. <laughs> I love it. Um, I guess I've got one last question, bro. If someone said to me, describe one thing you like about Logan Paul, it's this like constant quest for growing as a person. You're constantly trying to evolve all the time. Um, and I was just wondering, like, where are you at right now with this this internal search? Yeah, so uh, the question you described is like one of the, tra the traits I describe myself as is I'm a conqueror. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I, 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 I can't get enough and so I continue to do. Mm. Um, where am I at with, with, with the quest is like this is probably 
one of the few times in my life that I will be really, really, really present. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm always thinking about my past, how I can learn from it, um, what, what I can take and move on and use in the future. I'm always thinking about what I'm doing right now. I'm always thinking about my future, like, and how the three merge together and what's best gonna suit my life and my ideals and pursuits. But with this Floyd thing, and to answer the question where I'm at right now, is like, I'm right here, baby. I'm, mm. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm locked into this moment. I'm, I'm thinking about June 6th and what I need to do. And like, to be honest, I, I, don't, I don't know is the answer. I don't know. I like I'm that. fucking right here. Yeah. I'm right here. I'm living. I'm courageously present. And uh, June 6th is, is the one date on my mind. Love it, mate. Love it. I'm absolutely rooting for you. And needless to say, if one of my mates is the guy to beat Floyd Mayweather, I'll be stood on that fucking table just like you were in the last podcast we did, <laughs> screaming, he fucking did it. I'm betting yeah. on you. I'm putting money on you. End of story. Amazing. Absolutely. I'll make you rich. I love I'll make you. you rich. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, the date is set. It's a Sunday night, actually. That's the difference about this is it's usually Saturday night, but this is a Sunday night, isn't it? Yeah, which I actually was frustrated with because, like, how are UK fans going to watch it? Because you, you all got work and stuff to do. Yeah, uh, we'll Monday, be fine. Like, you know? we'll, we'll be fine. I'm getting up. <laughs> I'm staying up. I'm staying up. Oh, man. Um, this going to be crazy. But, yeah, uh, it'll be on pay- it's on pay-per-view over here on uh, Sky Sports Box Office Sky if Sports. anyone wants to tune yep. in. And, uh, yeah, thanks again, mate. Logan Paul from True Jody Podcast. Legend. Thank you. Thank you, Jordy. I love you, bro. Cheers, bro. Same, man.